The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Welcome to another video games to the max. Here, as uh, this is number 173, uh, I can't click on anything because my computer will go crazy if I do right now. So, I'm trying to just uh, keep this alive uh, so we can do the show and not have to go through a 15 minute restart of my computer. So, Anyway, here with me, of course, is Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And, well, of course, there was uh, the big news that hit this morning involving entertainment stuff that we've been talking about like for like two or three weeks now with Disney buying Fox. And that's a lot of stuff that Disney now owns. Yeah. Like, Fox has a bunch of business deals already, so I guess we'll see how Disney approaches that. I'm assuming the MCU stuff is going to be consolidated rather quickly. Yeah, but I mean stuff like Universal Studios has The Simpsons land. Like, stuff like that. Like, are they just going to let that go for a while, or... I'm assuming there's a contract there that they would have to dissolve with money. Yeah. And they probably don't want to waste money on something that, well, you could just now take a cut of that or something. Yeah, so. but eventually I'm sure they'll build Simpsons, you know, Springfield on, on Disneyland somewhere. <laughs> How ironic it is that uh, the Simpsons predicted this uh, as well, saying that Fox would later at one point be owned. Yeah. By Disney. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm excited to see X-Men and Deadpool in MCU. According to Bob Iger, Deadpool is still going to be R-rated. We'll see how that goes. You think they'll they'll let it be? or? Oh, yeah. If they try to nerf Deadpool, that would piss off a lot of fans. And also, like... I honestly think, like, if Deadpool would have had a better chance under under Marvel to begin with, like, Fox didn't want to put Deadpool out in the first place. They thought it would bomb. Like, they passed on it, like, multiple times. So. Yeah, they and, want like, it's a hit. They want to keep making sequels, and they want to add him to the X-Men. And yeah, that. like, dude, as much as people crave about Marvel, like, Marvel does take chances on their franchises. more Like, there is a somewhat established pattern, but like you never would have thought like the Thor, the Thor three director would have directed that movie, and he did, and I think it beat out Wonder Woman in terms of like box office gross. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's surprising is they. I mean, I guess it's not surprising that they've kept on with these 
characters that have proven to make money for them, but that they continue to add more to that and make their and not be afraid to either introduce them in big movies and then perhaps spin them off into their own thing or you know, give them their own thing to start with. Like I don't think Fox would have had a Black Panther uh movie or to have uh, Ant Man or and I'm kind of excited for the the whole announcement that they made that after the last Avengers or whatever they're just gonna start a whole fresh thing with uh, with a whole bunch of characters that we haven't seen. Yeah. So. Well, if anything, this will finally put to put to bed uh, the Inhumans crap. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, that would be great because that has gone just completely awful and now they can just admit that and we can move on from yep. from all that as well uh, like it's well, I don't go ahead go on uh, well like, no I, I was gonna think... say like Disney can't do like they own those those television properties right the family guys and Simpsons and all those but they can't really do anything about I don't know how how that works with what they can and cannot do about what what occurs on the Fox network itself, because they apparently can't own another network since they would own ABC. Yeah. So. Well, do they, Disney do they likes get to Disney likes. I was gonna say Disney likes money, so they're not gonna screw with anything anything too much. At least not if, not initially. <laughs> One good thing that come out of this is that perhaps you won't get like shows getting moved around and canceled because you know Fox wants to have their wild hand. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, th- that would be a, a good thing. Hey, most of the time, a lot of ABC series tend to at least last a little while, so perhaps they will follow that same model. Uh, the, I think it's funny that Fox has a DC and Marvel show on it now. <laughs> Yeah, that is uh, rather ironic uh, as well. So, and they both don't deal. I guess Batman deals more directly, or the, the Gotham deals more directly with it than than uh, the Gifted does. But they do make mentions to the X Men quite a bit. So that will be interesting to see how those uh, progress and whatever. And yeah, like you said, I'm sure Disney. Knowing that they like to make money and knowing that, look, uh, let's not mess with some of these shows, even though they would contradict what goes, you know, DC property not being owned by us, all that stuff. But we'll see. Still has to go through Congress and the judicial process and all that. Some people are saying that they should, I don't know why, but saying that they should block this. This is a bigger monopoly than the Time Warner and uh, AT&T deal, which that's wrong. We're talking about entertainment properties, not owning half of the cable industry. Yeah. is a bigger deal. Uh, now, there is a ramification to this as far as uh, Disney does own now the Fox regional network, sports networks, which will help ESPN with their streaming service and now Disney gets uh, the main chunk of the pie when it comes to Hulu so 
perhaps that means that they're going to use Hulu for their streaming service as well. And it'll make it a lot easier for them to have content and whatever else. So, Well, now that ho- hopefully Disney won't start their own like they were talking about. Like, hopefully this bullshit under like Hulu, if people want that, like, you know, pay five extra dollars for Disney movies or, you know, all the stuff you want, for, you know, from our catalog. Like, that'd be fine, honestly. Like, if they just did that. And, if, I mean, I guess it depends, right? If they're going to give you whatever's on Hulu for free on the Disney thing, then, you know, or included or, or whatever, then it's not that big a deal. And it all still costs 12 something then i'm fine with it because apparently disney's service was going to be around i think they were going to even try to be cheaper than netflix just to compete with them so uh this may increase the price a little bit or it may just give them more reason to introduce it at a cheaper rate because they'll they'll have enough uh programming to be able to compete i guess in that way Mm -hmm. But we'll we'll talk about more entertainment stuff because uh, Netflix is doing a lot of stuff, uh, or they've announced very uh, a lot of stuff in a in a short time frame, and of course there's also now listen we thought we were going to have a lot to talk about from the PlayStation experience and there really wasn't a whole lot, uh, you know podcasts aren't really made for us to talk about them doing gameplay streams and whatever else there wasn't a whole lot of announcements i mean you you know i know you were kind of excited about the medieval remaster yeah that's a pretty like that's a pretty obscure series to bring back so and that was a decent enough platform or like action platformer at the time so i mean it's not gonna look like that it's gonna probably look like you know ratchet and clank or like something that up resed or like just remade completely uh to me, it's like Microsoft deciding to bring back like Voodoo Vincent or, or like whatever. Blinks the Time Sweeper. <laughs> Still waiting for that to happen. One day they go, oh, we need a mascot again. Oh, let's bring back Blinks or. No, I think. I think Microsoft like knows that they just can't do platformers. That is true, also. But yeah, honestly, everything. Literally, I fell asleep like an hour and a half in because they were just having people stand up there and not say a whole lot. And, yeah. I mean, you got a Pat Upon 2 remaster coming, which, no surprise, after the first one actually sold pretty well. And I don't, as far as new stuff, a lot of it was VR. Yeah, like adding VR patches to wipe out or like the the Glass Guardian. It's like okay. Yeah, well, it's free if you want to go uh, mess with that. Fifteen to twenty minutes of of that. So yeah, I, I guess. But well, we'll we'll get into I guess what whatever news is has been happening uh, in a little bit here. So what games have you been playing? Uh, let's see. Uh, Dead Rising 4. I'm still kind of banging away at that. I'm hoping to review it, like, get a review of that done soon. Uh, a buddy of mine bought me Resident Evil 5 to play with co-op, like, with him. And we just finished that, like, last night. Uh, that game's okay. I mean, it's better than with, it's better with a partner. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of made for co-op, right? Yeah. Uh... 
The two other big ones would be Shadowhand, that solitaire RPG. I beat that recently. That's hard, but pretty good. So and play a solitaire RPG? How does that work? Uh, you gain experience through uh, like beating levels, and you can buy different gear. A lot of it's beard-based, which is pretty funny, because you play a woman. Uh, hey. And I think it's like a mid... It's supposed to be like a mid seventeenth or mid eighteenth century RPG. Like it's a lot like Regency Solitaire, like the, the, the studio's previous game, but oh, with like okay. a little slightly like a more like pirate or like crime a crime like motif to it. Like you play like a highway woman, uh, and there's like a bunch like the differences between that and like Regency Solitaire and this one. There's like a bunch of duels against like enemies and okay. like. So you're not playing solid, like you, you, you know, you play solitaire with someone else. So you get a chain going, you hit and turn, and then they try to get, they try to do the same thing. So you're taking, you're basically trying to beat the other person at solitaire before they beat solitaire. Well, you're trying to whittle their life down. Like you have weapons, like guns or swords, and you have different items. Like you can cause like bleeding or poison effects and. Like, if you get combos going in solitaire, like, your weapons get increased in damage and power or oh, get activated. okay. So, like, sounds... if you get, like, a cut, go on. Oh, it sounds interesting. Like, just everybody you could do something like that with solitaire. So kind of yeah, it's like, now. if you get, like, a combo of, like, five cards, like, your combo starts, and then each new card adds, like, 20%. Or around that to like your weapon damage. So if you get like a combo of like thirty cards, like your weapon is like massively overpowered and can wipe away like half their health in one hit. There you go. Just quickly knock them out. And... So yeah, pretty it much. Have like a story and. Oh yeah, stuff? I think there's like there's like twenty chapters, twenty two chapters, something like that. Oof. And about Did eight. They go by fairly quickly or. Well, each like the the beginning chapters like don't have that much that many levels, but the later chapters have like eight or nine levels per chapter. Oh. And yeah, I mean each level takes about five minutes, give or take. And I mean you get better as you as you progress, and then you have different like active and passive abilities to help you out. Like you have like an ability that can take away random cards in the field, or one that like reshuffles the cards. So if you're stuck, you can hit it and. Hopefully, get like a better draw. Hmm. But ah. yeah, I like card-based RPGs. So this and Solitaire is about it. <laughs> I remember you talking about Regency Solitaire the before. Yeah, so. it's the same. I mean, a lot of it's somewhat. I wouldn't say reused assets because they are changed a little bit. A lot of it's the same basic framework. So, but. It's a it's a good game and it's only like fifteen bucks, so I recommend it. <laughs> I think it's like on, I think it's like on sale right now for like thirteen still, but what else? Well, uh, oh, the last game I've been playing is Okami. <laughs> oh, how's uh, Okami HD? Uh, it's the PS3 version, but that's still fine. Like, I, I was playing it, and I got, like, five or six hours in the game, and I was like, I, ha- I haven't seen a trophy pop once. And I went to my trophies list, and it was like, 
half of it was already filled out, and I got those trophies in 2013. And I was like, Oh, it carried your trophies over from the PS3. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, okay. That that would have been nice to know like ahead of time. (laughs) That's interesting. I didn't know your trophies carried over from one game from one system to the other. I'm probably like your save game data dozen or something. Or, oh, okay. Uh, but Okami's still a good game. Like, it holds up really well still. Like, some stuff maybe not have, maybe hasn't aged well. Like, the battle system is kind of not great. But, like, the whole art of exploring and painting stuff in the game world, that's still as fun as ever. Imagine it looks even prettier now than it did on... PS2 and PS3. It's about the PS3 version level quality. It may, it may look like a, like a hair better, but I mean, they're ultimately handicapped with that game. Like, there's not much more they can do with it. I know, like, oh, some PC people are pissed that it like, is locked at 30 frames per second. And, like, a Capcom representative had to go, like, no, like, if you try to go to 60, it's going to fuck up this game. Like, we can't, like, what do you want us to do? If <laughs> you're not going to remake this game for a port. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's it's not like the Shadow of Colossus, Colossus one where they're taking that time to redo the graphics and everything else. And uh, that's one of the things they did show at the PSX was a graphics <laughs> comparison video. And you could tell the difference between yeah. the PS2 and even the PS3 version. But this was really just meant to get Okami onto the PS4. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'll probably actually buy the Steam version also, just because I'm a big fan of the series, and it's only twenty right. bucks. But that game, like, still, like, it's fifteen years old, and it, I mean, plays about as good as it ever did. That's always interesting to me that you know some games that you'd say, oh, they shouldn't get remastered. Why do they keep making this? It's not that good. A game like this, you wonder why it. You know, in the age of making sequels, why Capcom has never said, oh, let's make an Okami 2 with how uh, good this was. Because Clover made it, and Clover, like, after they made, I think, God Hand, Capcom shut down Clover, and they they, they uh, made uh, Platinum games. So Clover is now Platinum, essentially. And I think there's some still some bad blood between... Uh, Capcom and Platinum, specifically Kamiya. He's no big fan of Capcom these days. <laughs> I, I remember them, I, I don't know why I said that, because I remember them splitting off and they made the Beautiful Joe? Yeah. Yeah, so they're the yeah they're the team that went on and made the two beautiful Joes and then no, no beautiful Joe is still a Clover game actually they made something I can't remember what it was uh that, like a lot of those guys went on and became a different studio and they made at least one game which I can't I can't remember right the second what it what it's called but, yeah or maybe that game got canceled. Maybe. Uh, well, while you uh, while you look that up, I've I beat I I messed up. I I did it in the I left a little editor's note in the podcast description, but I messed up and realized that there's apparently ten chapters in Xenoblade Chronicles two, not six, 
It's just that for some reason IGN's wiki for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 stops at 6. And so I just went on and there's a lot of this game you got to go use a... Not use a fact, but you might have to go look up, hey, I need to go find out how to do this or uh, find out what this means or whatever because it's a freaking 80 hour game and you got to play at least 70 hours of it just to get through the whole story uh but for me i think it's still one of the best rpgs of this year i know you can say recency bias or whatever but it, it's really well done just like the first game was uh you know x is is what it is uh but and I and I've actually because I I didn't really like the first one that much. Of course, it probably didn't help that I was playing on 3DS. It's not really made for that system. They they tried to make it work for that system, but uh, I went back and tried to start playing that again because of how much I liked this game and the characters are really well done. The story is. One of the best ones, I think, of, of this year. And I'm excited for the expansion pass, even though the story contest's not coming until freaking fall of 2018. I don't know why it's taking that long to make story content, but uh, whatever works for them, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if you're really into RPGs, I think you should you should try it out. There is some anime tropey stuff in there. It's very little of it, but it's in there. And uh, you can tell when Nomura's character designs come in because they're, they're just total Nomura uh, compared to the, some of the other uh, characters that are there. But yeah, I, I, I think that the battle system deserves a lot of praise because of how complicated it can be, but how they also like kind of baby step you through it so by the time you get to the part where you start doing the chain attacks and all that stuff, you you understand it, and then you have to realize that you really can't even beat some of the harder enemies. Which there's enemies that go up to like a hundred, a level hundred and like twenty, and you can only go up to like ninety nine. Uh, that you can't beat them without chain attacks. So and you have to like learn how to do the whole having the element go around and have three different elements so that uh, you'll have three different times to do the attack and all that stuff. So, But yeah, I, I, I'm glad to see some sites are actually redoing their categories to include it because it did come out this year and it does deserve uh, to be at least in that genre, uh, if not, you know, overall or, or whatever. So, I mean, I understand for the Game Awards because they cut their stuff off in like middle November, but the other sites, if you're doing your cutoff at, like, December 10th or something, uh, good to well, see that. Blame Nintendo for putting that out that late. I don't know if it's totally Nintendo. It's also Monolith Soft, whenever they were going to get that made. I'm so surprised that came out this year. I thought I was waiting for it, for it to get delayed and delayed, and, oh, it came out. So, you know. And... Clover made, uh, or they they were they started beautiful Joe, uh, Okami and Godhan, and then Capcom shut them down. <laughs> did that studio became something else? Like some of those guys came, went and did platinum. something else though. Oh, platinum. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, they made platinum games, and then they you know went on to much success. <laughs> yep. See Capcom. 
screwed up there. One of their many screw-ups. <laughs> but, hey, uh, you know, maybe they'll learn one of these days. Or maybe not, because they keep just making a million, and we'll, we'll talk about more of them, millions of ports of stuff. Yeah. But why not? Uh, so speaking of this year, PlayStation 4 goes back to being the best-selling console of a month for the month of November as uh, it outsold the Nintendo Switch, even though the Nintendo Switch has now sold 10 million units. Uh, so their projected sales number of getting to like 14 million by March 2018 is not that far off at this point. And it's really crazy to think that in a year they could completely outsell the Wii U. It's a total lifetime. Yeah. Well, the Wii U never caught on that well. Like a lot of confusion in the marketplace, and a lot of just kind of burnout from the Wii. Well, not only that, I, I think I feel like the Switch is a just what the Wii U should have been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. The Wii U was kind of like the prototype for the Switch. And, yeah, I mean, not having it be fully portable, just, oh, I can go into my other room. It's not the same thing. I, I'm i amazed sometimes. Like, there was texture problems with, with Xenoblade 2. And the first game also had, uh, even Chronicles X had the same problem where they had to come out with a texture pack, a texture deal uh, patch later. I don't know if they're going to do that for Xenoblade 2, but, like, it's still amazing to me that a game that is that big and that sprawling and then Skyrim as well, like, runs on the Switch with it being portable. Yeah. You know? And, and like, Wii U wouldn't have been able to do that. It would have looked awful on that, like, 240p whatever screen that it would become when you took it off the dock. But, it, you know, it, for me, I, I think it's also the people are... I feel it's almost like the Vita, where people love the Switch so much they buy games just because it's on Switch. And uh, that's kind of what Capcom actually uses for the fact that they're bringing over a lot of their games. And uh, one of their officials actually said that they want to bring games that have never been on Switch, never been on a Nintendo system before, over to Switch because of how well uh, their stuff is sold when they brought it over. Uh, so... I think that's a testament to Nintendo understanding that the failures that they made with the Wii U and then coming out with this system, and it kind of, I think it surprised a lot of people. And, you know, I really enjoy it, uh, having it. And I think through the 3DS success, the failure of the Wii U, and then bringing in the Switch and understanding, okay, you've got to constantly give people something. And they've really done that last, you know... 2017, they nailed that, and then 2018 looks like they're going to keep on the same schedule too. So, you also, give somebody what Capcom, a big AAA game every month, people are going to latch onto that. What? What Capcom franchise hasn't been on a Nintendo system at this point? <laughs> um, if we're talking about the big ones, right, like Devil May Cry's. I guess and, that's about it, though. <laughs> uh, Devil May Cry's. The some of the Resident Evils, I guess, right? <laughs> Resident Evil Five, and Six, and Seven. Yeah, I don't think it would run Seven that well, but you're right. But I mean, I think, they I could lower like, it like the other 
you know, like like, w- like WWE 2K18 on, oh, on Switch. Oh God! <laughs> no, don't don't do that. Like that, that's awful. Like, I, I did did Take Two and 2K just not give a crap? I mean, if that's yeah. what it felt like. Like, how do you release a game that is unplayable on that system? People waiting to buy that game on Switch, and then. I thought about it, actually. I said, oh, this would be kind of cool to have on Switch. And then that comes out, and they go, nope. There's a slowdown during the freaking entrances. I can only imagine what happens when you actually press the button for them to start wrestling. So, ugh. That's, that's awful. Just. I mean, Take-Two has pretty much said that they don't care because, you know, Dims is still making those games. So... <laughs> I mean, well, it's, that's it's your cash- fault for letting Ukes be involved Oh, yeah, Ukes, sorry, deal. not Dimps, but yeah. But, yeah, like, when they bought the series, it should have been like, okay, we're going to give it to someone else now. Not, all right, we're going to continue this shit show for three or four more years. And we'll, all, all, all we care about is getting the biggest roster, not actually fixing the problems of it. <laughs> I, just, I don't understand that whole process with them. I feel like it hasn't really done anything to make it stand out ever since from when it was with THQ. It's it's the same game to me. Oh, yeah. Well, the same developer, that's why. I mean... And they're on a yearly schedule, so we can't we can't fix anything really. I mean, uh, other than the uh, like adding the, the the like story modes where like you got to go the Attitude Era and the the like WrestleMania thing and the Stone Cold one, like those are kind of cool. But other than that, I I never felt like those games really brought anything. And I mean, those are neat ideas, but if the game and like the fighting engine is the same and it's continually kind of busted. Like, the super quick reversals and all that stuff. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter how much you dress this up if it's still going to you know, be the same thing over and over. I'm starting to wonder if they really do need to go back to the... Either go back to the Aki engine or just look at something like, you know, I know you really enjoyed it, the, the All-Star series, and say, well, maybe we need to just make the games like that. And I mean, I don't... Is the Aki engine even still around anymore? Like... <laughs> You can copy that engine, though. It's not that difficult. It's just, you know, it's not, it's very simple. It's just more about, you know, how you do it and and getting that all to work together instead of trying to be like, oh, let's add a gazillion freaking moves that you can do with one character and doing all this uh, stamina system and and the submission thing which is beyond me sometimes like this submission thing is ridiculous and like okay just make the game a little bit more simple it won't hurt you you don't have to be like fire pro isn't is complex but it's sometimes the wwe games even feel like ridiculous compared to that yeah but, uh, yeah, so the PS4 goes back to, to being the reigning champ, and Call of Duty World War II is the best-selling game in November and the best-selling game of 2017. What about Battlefield 2? Or Battlefront 2? <laughs> well, Battlefront 2 was the second best-selling game of November. 
So, and it had about two weeks less time than Call of Duty. So, it, I would imagine it's got to be like Call of Duty by a wide margin, and then the rest of them might be a little bit closer to each other. But uh, you got Assassin's Creed Origins at three, NBA, Madden at four and five, Super Mario Odyssey at six, FIFA. Need for Speed Payback, which I'm surprised is on here. Destiny 2 and Pokemon Ultra Sun. I I saw a thing a few about a week ago about Battle Battlefront 2's like sales. Like this is a boxed copy, it's not digital, but it was like I think Battlefront One sold like six hundred six hundred thousand copies like in the first month or so of release. Mm. Battlefront Battlefront Two sold like two hundred thousand. <laughs> Yeah, that's I. Th- there was a, a report already out there f- with a representative from EA saying, "Yeah, this has definitely affected our sales." Yeah, like massively. Uh, Good. How could it not? I mean, yeah, I got. I blame like it's their fault. So you, you know, screw them. <laughs> it's way too much. It's like you have all this controversy. You know, it's like at some point that's got to affect you. Uh, and then not to mention, it just keeps on with EA's games. It's, uh, you know, Need for Speed is another one that has that in there. And, you know, their sports games are also on here, and that has that in there. So, look, people are buying it, but it's not at the same rate that they bought the they other one. They want it because, to be, yeah. Because that one has way too much controversy, and, and people uh, people are going to pay attention to that. You know, yeah. Especially, especially when you got like politicians getting involved and stuff. When it becomes a casual thing, it's gonna start making people go, eh, "I don't know that I'm gonna buy that." You're gonna have to start selling that game behind like the black boxes or like behind the counter. <laughs> Even Mark Hamill has not played Battlefront two. <laughs> so he's uh, he's not uh, too into that either, but. Moving away from uh, game sales here, there's uh, Take-Two introduced a third publishing label for indie games. Uh, of course, none of these indie games except for the Kerbal Space Program uh, expansion uh, called Making History, they won't release until 2019. Uh, there's a The Ancestors to Humankind Odyssey, which I feel like we heard about like two years ago, and then it just went completely silent. Uh, Obsidian has an RPG uh, that they're making here with through this. Uh, there's a RPG called Project White that's also uh, in this, and there's a first-person shooter uh, as well that's that's included in here. So I feel like this is a smart move for. For Take Two, because you know indies are starting to really grow and uh, become, you know, not not everything is a huge huge seller or whatever, but they're gaining traction. And I feel like people are, especially if you're you're doing AAA indies, people are are, are paying attention to them. So you know. Also, it's not like Core Take Two releases a game every you know two month every month or so like. There is slow enough label that if they made another like another label just for indies, it'd probably be better for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I wondered what they were going to do when they bought the Kerbal Space Program. And this kind of all makes sense now. Like, let's just put this all under its own umbrella, and then you can have more people. You can kind of curate your own indies, I guess, and your own G- partners. G- GTA 6 will take place in space. You heard it here first. <laughs> God. That'll uh-huh. probably die of that's just as bad as Call of Duty in space. And then instead, instead of... uh. Instead of humans, it'll just be Kerbals, like, doing doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll be, uh... Yeah, set up all the all the usual GTA stuff, but with the Kerbals. Yep. I'd play that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could see that going really, either really badly, or rather decent. Uh... Who knows on on that front, but yeah, I mean, it, I think this is good for Take Two to be doing uh, more ways for people to be able to create games and, and put that under a, a good label. Uh, I think is a positive one. Uh, you also have uh, some delays here. Nino Kuni Two got delayed again. This is the third delay for Nino Kuni Two, uh, or actually the fourth, I think. So you, they were supposed. It was supposed to originally come out this year. It got delayed until January. Then it got delayed until March 9th. Now it's been delayed until March 23rd, 2018. And you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You're moving. Oh, sorry. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I mean, they give you the standard whole, oh, we're doing a lot of new stuff and we got to give it time thing, but doesn't this worry you? They've delayed this four times now? Yeah, but if I remember right, you know, Cooney 1 wasn't exactly like a fast release or that took a while to come out to, like, come out as well. So, uh, you know, if it's a good game, that ultimately doesn't really matter to me much. Like, I'm. They haven't shown a ton of the game, though. That's that's kind of the worrying thing to me, honestly. Well, it's also like, a I'll, story game. I don't know that you want them to spoil too much. Yeah, but it's an RPG. Like I, I still barely even know what the battle system looks like. <laughs> that I agree with, yeah. I, I feel like they're waiting to show more of that once they know exactly when it's going to come out. Because there's also the whole you can't show too much. Yeah, especially well in Japan, that that's a lot more prevalent than like in America. Yeah, true. And it, well, plus like if if you show something and then it keeps getting delayed, you're just gonna get people, you know, getting frustrated and and starting to not be as excited about the game. So I think once they know, okay, it's coming out in March, we'll what do you talk? Make sure we show what you, them. What are you talking about, man? That Final Fantasy Seven remake is just right right around the corner. Oh, yeah. You know it. <laughs> well, it'll probably be 2020 and still not gotten episode one. Yeah, that'll be episode one release date. <laughs> episode two Episode two will be like 2025. Oh, I, uh, I think at that point I'll just be like, yeah, call me when the whole thing's done. Yeah. <laughs> By the time... Not- by the time you hit fifty, it'll be probably, it'll be finally be done. Yeah, I won't care anymore. There'll be like five, like 
they'll be on Final Fantasy like 20 by then. Like, that far off already. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at the point they're going, you know, they could have a Final Fantasy 15 like times five or something. You know, <laughs> who knows at that point. Uh, your favorite game, Metal Gear Survive, is having an open beta January 18th to the 21st. Oh, I'm sure everyone's going to pl- plunk down for that, for sure. Well, there are people that are sort of excited for this game. Apparently it's shown decently when they have seen it in various places. So, I don't know, I'll give it a shot. I'm not a big Metal Gear person, so I don't really have that whole attachment to the whole, oh my god, they're making it co-op and doing all this stuff, but I'm sure I don't know, I feel like I'm waiting to be surprised and I'm not going to be I imagine it'll be a very middling third person survival game where you shoot stuff like that game engine, that Fox engine is not built that well for that type of gameplay. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's a great, it's a great stealth engine, but not a great action engine. <laughs> oh, agreed. Plus, there's that whole, you know, Kojima's not working on it, so how much are they going to bastardize this thing? And, Completely. <laughs> uh, you know it. I'm not, uh, not that looking forward to it, but I, I guess it, there it could be worse, right? now. I'm sure there's going to be people excited for it. Uh, are you excited for the next MechWarrior game, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries, getting a release window of December 2018? That just smells like it's going to get delayed, but you never know. Yeah, I've never actually played MechWarrior. I think I played Mech Assault a few times in the original Xbox, but that's a series that by the time I was like actually into like PC gaming, it was already dead. <laughs> Because I think like the last, I think Mech Warrior Four came out in like 2002. Yes. Uh, and that was, you know, that's been 15 years, so that's not exactly the most like franchise you can easily get anymore. But I mean, it's good to it's, know it's not dead. Well, it was for 10 years, you know, for. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it, I mean, like you know that they're making another game. Yeah, like I'm all for that. Like mech games are are can be cool, but they have to be done right. Like, like the original Armored Core was very cool, but every Armored Core after that sucked ass. <laughs> I think there's also a little bit of the novelty wears off, and they start realizing the limits of what you can do with this too. They need to uh, Mech Warrior Five needs to support the Steel Battalion controller. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> but oh, then you're going to be sitting there looking at what button you're pressing constantly and not looking at the screen? <laughs> then again, every game needs to support the, mech, the, the Steel Battalion controller. <laughs> Can you imagine playing like Street Fighter with that thing? It'd be awesome. <laughs> Just press a button for Fireball, the end. <laughs> yeah, you won't need to do the D-pad combos anymore. You just... You have to hold down like five buttons at once, and it doesn't. Yeah, uh, that's that's how that's gonna work. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm waiting anxiously uh, for that moment. 
the I mentioned earlier Capcom uh, is porting more stuff. They are making an entire, very much like the uh, Square Enix made the Final Fantasy one, even though that one didn't come out here. The Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection coming out May 2018 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, which will come with 12 games. Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2, a zillion different Street Fighter 2s. Uh, yep. Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, and then like two versions of Street Fighter 3. Yep. God, that's so, a lot of games. So everyone who bought that Street Fighter 2 thing on Switch is pissed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, because that was $40. And that sucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so glad I did not buy that. <laughs> but And then also four of the games, Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha 3, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike are going to have online play. Uh, you can also play against the computer while you're waiting for people to show up in the lobby. Uh, that's kind of cool. I always appreciate that. The sports games are pretty good with that, too, where uh, you get to play you know, the sport by yourself while uh, you're waiting there. But, this but, thing is 40 bucks. You said like that's a good price for twelve Street Fighter no, games. No, this doesn't have a price. I wouldn't be surprised oh. if it is forty bucks. Yeah, but it could be sixty. That's a lot of games. Uh, I don't think they'd get away with sixty. <laughs> they they would like to, but I don't think they would, <laughs> or they would try, but yeah, that's that's too much. <laughs> I would agree with you. Uh, I could see them try with 50 and probably max out at that. But, yeah, it's with, uh, you know, the two Mega Man collections coming to Switch and then the X Games, Mega Man X Games coming separately to all the consoles as well. This is a lot of work for Capcom to be doing with these ports. Yeah. Are you interested in... <laughs> kind of like I guess Street Fighter Two is still fine. Still fine. Uh, I never really got into Alpha Three or Street Fighter Three. I don't that much. <laughs> like personally, <laughs> I had Alpha Three for the Dreamcast. Played it a little bit. That was... It was it was hard. <laughs> yes, it was. It's very. That's probably why I stopped playing because it was not not easy at all. So I. Uh... Like, Look, uh, I, I think these are cool, but uh. yeah, I mean, these are all like, like I said, it, it's a good collection. Uh, you know, they did it, they did, they done this before for like Street Fighter Two on I think the PS Two, like a Street Fighter anthology, I think, or something like that, and that was like eight Street Fighter games for like thirty bucks. That didn't have online play, obviously, but uh, yeah, so go for it. Just don't charge too much and have the online work. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, most important part is having uh, the online work. Because uh, if that sucks, then take out a lot of your player base there. And I'm sure we're looking forward to playing these classic games with friends. Maybe that they can't play local like you could when you were a kid. I remember playing a lot of Street Fighter 2 with friends and dying. I never really had that. As a kid, like there were arcades, but I never played against 
like people that much in that game. Oh yeah, we had uh, I had friends that had the Super Nintendo. And oh they yeah. Play, they were playing Street Fighter Two, uh, all the time, or they be playing Mortal Kombat, one of the two. Yeah. I mean, that's if Mortal Kombat did that to an extent, but. I don't think that those later Mortal Kombat games do that well. <laughs> no, I don't think they hold up as as well as uh, you know Street Fighters. But also, also the reason why Street Fighter they they stop it at the third strike one. You know, after third strike, it was ten years of nothing aside. Yeah, and then there was Street Fighter Four, and they're like, oh yeah, we can make fighting games again now. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not, like, just go ahead and... I guess they don't want people to know that 4 was kind of good, so that they don't not buy 5, I guess. But. Well, 4 is already on. It's not on Switch, obviously, but it's already on PS4 and Xbox One, so that's probably why they're not oh, including it. Oh, okay, that's right. I forgot that they ported those over. Yeah. Well... That that's a lot of game for you if you're a big Street Fighter fan. Uh, perhaps you will be checking that out. I'm sure they've released the price and an actual firm release date pretty soon. I, uh, I would I guess I guess I, I imagine forty, but fifty is I guess okay, but not sixty. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's fifty, just so they can say, oh, we didn't give it to you for sixty, but that's a lot of games and there's online, so ten dollars yeah, for the online. If it comes to 60, needs to include a uh, jar of Guile's hairspray, hair or hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they could just include some uh, bleach blonde dry, uh, dye as well. Just, yeah. Hey, you can make your hair the same color as like half the characters in the game. Here, why not? Or well, like three of them. I, I can't remember how many of them are blonde. But. Uh, like at least five or something, right? Sure. So, uh, there's a just because I can I can talk through some of this. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two is getting an update in about a week, uh, which thank God they are something that's as simple as if you have fast travel, when you pull up a menu, it should go to where you are, not. You have to figure out where you are based on a little icon, and then you have to go further into where you are trying to figure out where the locator for your quest is on that map. It's a lot of having to go back and forth between looking at a map and then looking at the map that rolls around while you walk. It's very not intuitive. Uh, I'm surprised that they shipped it out that way, but I guess it's good that they're fixing it. And adding an easy... There, so there's this uh, blade in the game that's artificial, that's like made, that they make. And so the way that you update it is by playing this little mini-game uh, that's sort of based around this like game where you're like falling down and collecting stuff. And then you go get to go back up as a super-powered version of the character and go back and try to get the stuff you... The, the little treasure that you didn't get the first time. Some of it actually gets really hard, so it makes it hard to upgrade that that blade that you need. So, it's actually nice that they're making an easy mode for it. It's I don't think it's necessary, but 
it's nice to have for for people that just want to get through the story or just want to upgrade the that character and not have to worry about it. Plus, they tell you stuff that's in the expansion pass that I need to go over again. And so it's nice that they're doing that, and it's coming out pretty quickly. Crytek still exists, people. And they're suing Star Citizen because Star Citizen... This, some of this is like... I don't know what you thought of this, but I was just like... Okay, Crytek is saying a lot of stuff here. And the people from Star Citizen are not, playing, not saying too much. So I feel like Crytek has a beef here. And they're probably going to win this. Uh, well, the gist is that Crytek... Or, uh... Star Citizen developed, uh, I forget what the hell the name is, like Roberts Industries or something. Yeah. They switched game engines from CryEngine to like Amazon's, I think it's called like Lumberly Yard. Yeah. Uh, uh, game engine. And Crytek's like, we had a contract, like you're supposed to use our engine and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I mean, Crytek hasn't made a game in four years. Like that game engine right, is probably but that's getting... like Unreal having an engine, and you, if you agree to use Unreal's engine, you have to kind of tell Unreal that you're dissolving that contract, right? I mean, yeah, but the thing about Unreal is that like that engine is being is like they're still updating that engine. <laughs> like you don't know like where CryEngine is. Like they're barely a company at this point. Like you don't know if. Like how that engine is holding up compared to modern day Unreal Engine or current version Unreal, even like Frostbite or you know anything else. Or it like, feel, you know, and it feels like also the way some of this is worded is that Crytek was basically, hen, you know, hemorrhaging stuff onto this game to say, oh, you're supposed to be updating our engine too. Yeah, and you're supposed to be doing stuff with the engine and promoting it in the game and all this stuff. Basically that like they were made a contract with star citizen to, to try to build crane and back up. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's star citizens job or that's not their role. Like it's supposed to be the other way around. You're supposed to deliver a working game engine and, you know, updating it as needed. That's your job. <laughs> like right. the last, like the last game that Crytek has made is was like quote, quote unquote real game was Rise, Son of Rome. <laughs> hey, that was a good game for launch Xbox One. Yeah, in 2013. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm I'm just saying it. It's not like it was a bad game, but. I can understand what you're saying, and, and from their point of view, too, is that why are... But then again, you did sign a contract, so... I mean, are uh, they going to award something to Crytek because of the contract, and then they're going to say, okay, this is kind of stupid, and then that's it? Or, well, I don't... Like, even if Crytek gets money from, like, Star Citizen, they're not going to get the full... Like, they're not going to get whatever amount they, you know, they want. Right. Uh I Crytek, this is like their. I look at this as like their last gamble because like Crytek used to be like a big developer, right? But same. I mean, they used to have uh, nine subsidiary subsidiaries or you know like nine 
companies like all over the like the world. Now they have two. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised they started those two, really. Uh and like no one cares about Crytek anymore. <laughs> I mean people people barely cared about it when they were making Crisis. <laughs> yeah, and then they made uh what was it, Homefront? Revolution or whatever. No, that they was. they were they were they were contracted to make it, but they fucked it up, and someone else made it. Yeah, and then they had like, all the like work problems with the employees. And... Yeah, they weren't getting paid, or you know, they're having like money problems. It's like, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a sign of a real healthy company. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, bad, bad. And that's when they closed one of the studios and all that stuff. So yeah, this this does feel like this was their last thing that they were kind of holding on to and uh, uh, this kind of seems like it got messy uh, at the end uh, yeah like I, I I when I first saw this I thought of Unreal or not un, it was uh, Epic versus oh the guys who made uh, X Men Destiny and damn it, I can't remember their name. Uh, Eternal Darkness. Oh, okay, I, I think I kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, Silicon Knights. That that's it. Okay. Uh, I, I I thought of that for some reason because like they were contracted to make the you know Unreal Engine three with X Men Destiny and Two Human, and uh, they breached the contract, so they had to like. Sc- like destroy copies of X Men Destiny and Two Human. <laughs> oh God, like, Two yeah. Human! That game was supposed to be like the game before its time. Yeah. God, that like, game had so much hype and did nothing. Like I look at this as I, I I guess I'd be on the side of Star Citizen, but also I view Star Citizen as a like a Ponzi scheme. So. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about that quite a few times. Yeah. Like, I have more faith in, like, Final Fantasy VII getting released than Star Citizen. That's sad. That, uh... That really is sad at the point. Yeah. Uh, Well, and then they also have that, uh... That, like, single-player game or whatever that they released, right? Well, it's not even, it's, no, it's not even a single-player game. It's, like, I think it's called, like, Squadron 42, and it's supposed to be a part of Star Citizen. And they announced, like, their voice cast, like, a year ago or something, and that's been about it. <laughs> I said, like, oh, we got Julian Anderson and Gary Oldman and a whole bunch of other people. It's like, okay, how about a release date? Well, we got all these actors. It's like, n- no, a release date, you motherfucker. Like... <laughs> Didn't they? Have, didn't they? Like somebody threatened to sue them too for? Oh, they keep getting like hit with hit with like big refund, like because people are dumping money into it, like twenty grand, and they're like, you know, it's like we've got you're getting all these ships, and it's like yes for a game that's never coming out. Like, why not just spend that money on bitcoins at this point? <laughs> that was the funny. Only I remember I was talking about this that it was like they kept adding stuff, and it was like wait why are you continually adding things and then complaining about how you need more money? Yeah. I, I, okay. But, 
whatever guy, but whatever. Uh, I mean, you wanna... I imagine this will just be a quick settlement, and they'll go separate ways. <laughs> Probably, uh, not too much. I'm sure because Crytek really can't afford. Uh, yeah. To be doing all that right now, but. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, Punisher officially got renewed for season two. I don't think that was any doubt. And Jessica Jones comes out. Season two comes out March eighth. Yeah, I'm sure you're excited. Yeah, I just you watching the Punisher. When you started doing this, <laughs> how? What do you think of the Punisher? It's good. I'm on, I think I'm on like episode seven right now. Okay. Uh, is John Burton all you think works as the Punisher? Yeah, he can get a, he can get a little too growly at points, but that's about it. <laughs> like to the point, it's a, it's a little silly. <laughs> I guess if that's the worst thing you're saying about him, it's not too bad then. Yeah. Do you think like the the story works and? Well, it's a lot better than, like, Iron Fist. <laughs> okay, that's good. As long as it's not, like, boring. And... No. Because I really like Jessica Jones, so I'm excited for the season two. I think I like Jessica Jones the mo- even more than Daredevil. Yeah, I would still rate, like, Jessica Jones is probably the best overall series, uh, at least so far. I mean, I guess we'll see how season two works. <laughs> right. Like, I know some people don't like that David Tennant's coming back, but it's like, that's, first of all, like, comic book characters don't really die, and second yeah. of all, that's, that's kind of the point. Like, he's, it's not supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be not, like, her mental damage from him, not, it can be, like, a threat, per se. I mean, how many times uh, do we really have, like, comic book villains, like, die and then come back in the next, like, series or the next movie or whatever. I mean, if you're really complaining about that, it seems kind of really silly. I mean, they're bringing back Jean Grey for, like, a second time. Why? Yeah. Well, the movie's coming out. That's uh, that's why. (laughs) Sometimes, and like they killed off Professor Xavier like a, like five or six years ago in the comics, and they brought him back again. That kind of makes more sense, though. Like it's Professor Xavier. Like there's some people who they know X Men based <laughs> off of Professor Xavier. Yeah, you know? but then if that's the point, don't kill him off in the first place. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I mean just, put him, just put him in a coma or something. Like, who cares? <laughs> hey, you know, they did what they had to do. It, it works out in the end. Yeah. So uh, the last thing I guess we have to talk about here is I mentioned Netflix was doing a lot more. They announced a bunch of stuff at once. They are doing a partnership with DreamWorks for six animated series, one of them that actually debuts next month. Uh, Trolls is getting a series sequel to the movie. Uh, The beat goes on. 
I really enjoyed that movie. It was actually pretty good. Anaya couldn't stop watching it. I think we had to watch that Trolls movie for like a week straight. Uh, yeah. I, I like the voice cast too. It helps. Uh, better be a good voice cast. And, uh, Boss Baby is getting a series. God, for God's sakes. Sometimes. Uh, we don't have to do this. I, th- I think the biggest one for people that watched, uh, Shows in the past, She-Ra is getting a series again. Did you ever watch the She-Ra? Nope. Never saw He-Man, never saw that. You know, ironically, I watched He-Man in Spanish when I was in uh, the times that I was in Venezuela. That that was pretty much it. I never watched He-Man uh, other than, like, when it would show up on, like, Boomerang or something like that. Uh, so... Apologies if I don't have this nostalgia for, like, uh, any of those shows, the, the um, Thundercats or... Yeah, I have no nostalgia for that that crap. <laughs> uh, Harvey Street Kids, uh, Troll, the uh, Guillermo del Toro one, the, the Troll Hunters, is actually pretty good. So I'm excited to see that that's continuing, so... Yeah. Good they need to bring back for Mar- Netflix again. They need, to, they need to bring back uh, Mighty Max. <laughs> yes, that would be great if they brought that back. And SWAT. The SWAT Cats, or what? I don't or know why Bucky I like O'Hare. that show. <laughs> I thought those cats were like the coolest thing, you know. They just got in that freaking jet and did some crap. The one cartoon I'd actually like to see come back is by Gargoyles. I'm surprised that... No, actually, I'm not, because, you know, they they try to be kid-friendly. Yeah. But Gargoyles has a, an actual pretty good, like, cult following. You would think that they would try to bring that back. Well, I mean, I can see them doing Gargoyles now and putting it, like, not on Disney Channel, obviously, but putting it, like, on, I mean, hell, they got they now, bought, they now have FX or something, like, put it on something like that. <laughs> they could. That's that's one of the pluses of her, if they're going to touch that. Like, you know, are they going to mess with the American Horror Stories and all that stuff? Are they going to let it keep going? I mean, it's kind of dumb to... Kill something that's worked, but hello. Uh oh. I think my computer finally crapped the bed there. Yeah, because it. Oh, this sucks. We're on the air and I'm having to deal with computer problems. But luckily we're at the end here of this show pretty much. Uh, so uh, I really didn't have uh, anything else to, to discuss. I, I hear you now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't hear you for like a while. I was like, all right, do I just close this out or what? Uh, uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up? I think we that was kind of it. Oops.
joys of Skype at like two Hello? in the morning. <laughs> Hello? You there? Well, sorry for the technical difficulties there, but uh, we lost Mark and Skype was being a turd, so I'm just going to close this thing out here. Uh, as far as uh, games coming out, you know, it's December. This is kind of when a lot of stuff just, they either push it to January or, you know, it's coming out later in the year. But uh, Switch has like 19 games that are coming out on it. Uh, Ukulele is finally coming out for Switch. All right, came out yesterday. Uh, the... The the big one, aside from ukulele, really is uh, Romancing Saga 2 coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. It's a remaster of a game that really never got an English translation, and it's one of the ones... Uh, actually, Saga 1 and 3 got better translation passes where you can actually play those uh, through ROMs, but Saga 2 really didn't. Uh, so that might be why... This is getting the treatments also, I think, the most uh, loved of the series. Uh, it's a game that, it's an RPG that uh, doesn't really, it's a 16-bit RPG, but it doesn't really follow the same principles as like Final Fantasy or uh, Dragon Quest or any of those, because it's really open-ended. You get choices you have to make, and like each character, eight characters, and each of them have a storyline. They somehow converge like, at some point into the main storyline, and then you just get the final uh, section. Uh, so it's actually kind of interesting to be able to go through every character and and do something with it or control them. And, and, you know, so it gives there's a lot of replayability here uh, for this. Uh, I guess the big one of games that are coming out now is uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm Episode 3 uh, finally comes out, so you'll get to finish uh, the Life is Strange prequel. That doesn't come out actually until December 20th, so... Uh, but uh, you also have Brawl Out coming out, I think, uh, on the 19th uh, for Switch. Uh, the Bridge Constructor Portal. The... Uh, there's an L.A. Noir like the VR case files, and a Mega Quintet's also coming to PC for some reason. And yeah, so kind of light on games unless you own Switch where you get like 19 different titles, including like an eShop title. So uh, plenty of stuff for you to do there. But all right, until we are on again, uh, probably sometime next week. We will see you later, everybody. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.